everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. My guest today is Shanila Sitar. Shanila is a sound alchemist, women's researcher, and the founder of Always Play. She brings sound baths with crystal bowls and gongs, breathwork, and play workshops to groups all over. Shanila also mentors young women who are itching to start businesses for themselves with confidence and practical tools. She helps us connect back to our playful selves to have more fun and to be in flow of our lives. Her sound baths are curated to help relax the mind, ease the body, and get us into deeper states of bliss. And man, I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. On today's episode, we talk all about sound healing and sound baths. And we have talked about meditation so much on this podcast. But this episode really gives a different take on it. And I think the discussion that we have is really valuable because so many people who try meditation kind of don't love it at first. It's hard to love, honestly. Because sometimes we don't feel like we're doing it right or we find that the silence is just overwhelming and we have more time now to be anxious and to think about the things going wrong. And so in this episode, we talk all about sound baths, the science behind it, and why it offers a unique approach to meditation and way that we can really calm ourselves down, get through creative blocks, and move forward in a stress-free way. Speaking of moving forward in a stress-free way, that reminds me to remind you that my applications for one-on-one coaching program close tonight, Wednesday, July 31st at midnight. So if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, applications close tonight. If you are ready to move forward with your music career, get out of paralysis and start making big moves without burnout and while reducing stress, then this program is absolutely perfect for you. The link to join is in the show notes and you can also head to bit.ly slash out to be coaching to apply now. Applications close tonight and I don't know when I'm going to open up more spots so you definitely want to get that application in now. I'm going to keep this intro short because I want to dive into the episode but after you guys listen I would love for you to share your takeaways on Instagram. Be sure to tag me and Shanila at always play and let us know what your favorite part of the episode was. All right let's dive in. Hey Shanila and welcome to the out to be podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here today. What you do is so fascinating to me, but I'm not going to try to explain it. I would love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. I'm Shanila, and I'm a sound alchemist and the founder of Always Play. And I basically help people just take their lives not that seriously. I help people feel better, those who have anxiety or depression and sleep issues through sound bath meditations. And I also run play workshops where you can be an adult and learn how to play so that you get into the flow of your lives. It's so fun. I love what you do and your whole like mission because we all need to have a little bit more fun, right? We all need to like not take life so seriously, which is so true. So how did you get into this? Yeah, actually one day I quit my job and then two weeks later I was doing sound baths full time. And so if you actually don't know what a sound bath is, you know, a lot of people think it involves water and you have to you know, be in a swimsuit, but honestly what it is, is you're laying down in, or you're seated down, and it's a meditation based with sound. So things like crystal bowls, gongs, ocean drums, koshi chimes are all playing around you. And each of these, um, each of these instruments are tuned to a very specific frequency. So the ones that I use are tuned to 432 hertz frequency, which is known as the miracle tone. And it's not like that is because it's found in nature. It's found in the water of your body. It's found in different places that um, occur naturally. And so 432 is a powerful frequency that helps realign things in our body that might be vibrating a little bit out of sync. So it activates your nervous system. It gets your brain to the spot called theta state. And all the, all the time, 
you're just laying down. You don't have to do anything. The vibrations and frequencies are acting on you. So this is really great if you have like a lot of um, anxious mind. You get the same benefits of meditation in the theta state. Theta state is like one of these brainwave states where we have alpha, delta, um, uh, theta, and they're basically brain states depending on what we're doing in the day. So when we're dreaming, we have certain brain states. When we're sleeping, we have a certain brain states. When we're awake and thinking a lot, we have a certain brain state. So theta is where you get to where you receive deep healing, deep silence, deep meditative benefits. So things like better sleep, better mood, better focus, better lower stress, lower anxiety, all happens in this state of equilibrium. So a lot of times it's kind of the cheater's way to meditate. So if you have a hard time kind of meditating and you have like all this busy stuff and to-do lists going on in your head, that's where you get to just by using the sounds and the frequencies. Yeah. So that's what the sound bath is in a nutshell. Yeah. We talk about meditation a lot on this podcast, but we have yet to talk about sound baths. And I am really excited to get into it because I think when people hear meditation or they hear all of these people who have come on their mental health journey or their journey with stress and wellness and they mention meditation, for those who haven't tried it or for those who have tried it and just like you said, get to it and they're like, yeah, nah. this is nice. Yeah, exactly. This is nice in theory, but how do I actually turn my brain off? I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking more and now I'm getting more stressed out. So sound baths are so cool because like you said, it's like you don't have to do anything. The sound does the work for you. So exactly. Before, yeah. Before we get into all of those benefits, had you done, had you done meditation? Had you done a sound bath before you quit your job or was it something that came to you after you were like, I'm done, I'm leaving what's going on next yeah honestly so the re the reason i experienced the sound bath is because i went to music festival a couple of years ago and i saw that people in this tent had their crystal bowls and their gongs and all this stuff and i come from a science background i'm a research scientist in girls and stems and i did not uh, have any information about what a sound bath was i just thought like oh wow cool you know uh, people taking a nap and I'm down for a nap. Like that looks relaxing for me. And so, yeah. And like, I, and I, my eyes were rolling so far into the back of my head, like seeing crystal bowls and like gongs. And it was just so on this woo spectrum for me. Yeah. It looks so woo woo from the outside. And if it's, you're, if you're not woo woo, it's like, Oh Lord. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, you have this slight hesitation around it, but you know, a festival is like one of these perfect ways where you're like open to the experience and you, I just laid down. And it was during this time of my life, I was going through a lot of transitions. So a lot of deaths in my family, a lot of, I was leaving a long-term relationship, but there was a lot of transitions and my mind was just really freaking busy. And like, I would close my eyes and it would be like, and whatever, and I'm also in this stressful job where, you know, everything falls on my shoulders. So I'm constantly like looking at my phone, checking emails and the to-do list just keeps going on and on and on and on and on. And I hadn't really considered meditation. I hadn't like tried to do it and couldn't do it or something like that. It's just like something like meditation in my head, the visual of it is like some guy like on the mountaintop, like being very peaceful and Zen. And it's like, I can't sit still for like two seconds without all these lists coming into my head. Yeah. So I just laid down at this festival and literally it, within three minutes, I experienced calm in my head. So I didn't even know that you could experience this amount of silence in your mind, that it was even conceptually possible for you to experience that. And that was the first taste I got into like, what the heck? Like, 
I, I couldn't think, I couldn't do anything because the sounds that I was experiencing, basically your brain can't make sense of these sounds, so it shuts up. Like that's the long story short, that's what's happening in the entrainment process. And so once I experienced that, I was like, wow, like that, that, it, that exists in the grid of human consciousness, that you can experience that much stillness, that much silence, that much quietness. And I felt just immediately relaxed, you know? And so I didn't think too much about it after I experienced it. I was like, wow, that was awesome. And I, and I went on to the next thing. But the next couple of weeks, the way that it showed up for me is that a lot of things were happening in my job where I was constantly just anxious and constantly stressed out. And I've had insomnia pretty much my entire life. And just, it was getting worse. Like I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't getting restful sleep. And the times that I would get sleep, it was just not good sleep. It wasn't deep sleep. It wasn't helping me restore my system. It wasn't helping my mind rest or anything. So I would constantly just be tired. So in, um, in Alameda, in the Bay Area in Los Angeles, in uh, California, I went to the Tibetan shop and bought this little singing bowl, this Tibetan singing bowl. And honestly, before anything in the morning, I would just ding it one or two times and I would put it up to my ear and I would just let the sound of that bowl resonate into my ear. And I didn't know the science behind it at that time. I didn't care to know about it all i knew was that it was having an effect on me where i would just feel a little bit more chilled out to start my day and i didn't have to incorporate like this huge like practice and you know have a meditation corner and need all these other tools it was just like you literally have 10 seconds in your day to kind of just ding this bowl put it up to your ear and go on about your day and i would notice that my my ability to kind of go through the day in like a more calm state just elevated my mood was better. And at nighttime, I was actually sleeping better just from this like really simple activity of doing that. And then at nighttime, I started to ding it too. And I would play it like you play a singing bowl by um, taking this mallet and uh, running your mallet around the circumference of the bowl. So I would start to play it and I would play for like one minute, two minutes. And yeah, my mind would be busy during that time. But a lot of times I, I would be in this like amount of stillness, getting the benefits of that vibration, getting the benefits of that frequency and I would sleep sleep like that was like mind-blowing to me like my whole life I'd never been able to like sleep that that way like you know on and off I've just struggled with insomnia so much in my life and my sleep started to get normal and by my sleep getting normal my anxiety was more averaged out my stress was averaged out I used to experience a lot of seasonal effectiveness like seasonally I would feel like moods elevating and depleting during um seasonal changes so that starts to elevate out for me like even out for me and that's pretty much like my proof for myself that i knew that i was getting a feeling i was getting to exist in a feeling that allowed me to feel this way i was feeling great i was feeling calm i was getting sleep and so I started to go to sound baths like in my area. I started to go experience sound baths. I would go once a week pretty much. And the changes that I started to see in my day to day allowed me to like really believe that what I'm experiencing isn't just on this like woo spectrum. And so the way that I practice it is that this type of work falls on the spectrum of one end being like this hyper sciencey explanation where, yeah, we can talk about the molecular levels. We can talk about the cell structures and the electrodermal activities and the byproducts of that that show up like stress, anxiety, and depression. 
or we can talk about it on this other end of the spectrum where it's this completely woo like spiritual experience where i don't know why you know you saw colors and became a giraffe and now you know what it feels like to be a plant like that's that <laughs> experience too but there's there's an experience in the middle too. So what I do is bridge the gap between the science and the woo so that it can, it can give you some kind of foundation for you to kind of like, yeah, understand that there, there are some very intricate scientific things happening with sounds and vibrations, but it's also on the spectrum that like we can't actually put into words what we're experiencing and let that just be, let just, let's just let that be out there. Ooh, that is so good. (laughs) I, I think, Proving to ourselves that something works never is it's never clearer than when we just experience it. Like you like you said, you can do the science or you can tap into that woo side and, and believe it to be true. But until we really experience it and just see like this is how I was before and this is how I am after, it's hard to really buy into something like truly and really believe that it will help you. I love that story of how you just went from this high stress place to doing these pretty simple things and it literally changed your whole life. Now, the science of it, whenever you talk about the science, I feel like my eyes just like glaze over and I'm like, cannot compute. <laughs> but is the science, I know you said it's, you know, it's intricate, but like from a dummy's perspective, aka me, is like, is it rather simple? Is it the same for everyone? Does everyone have the same frequency state of equilibrium? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, everything is kind of the law of average. So it's not like this is the magic one that's going to work on you and it's not going to work on you. So we all have like certain levels that we're vibrating in. So at the cellular level, like the cells that that make up us, our water molecules, our skin cells, everything, they're all vibrating. So we and we can measure that by electrodermal activity, we can check the ion the ions on each cell. So like modern science allows us to do that. And we have plenty of tools that allows us to, you know, capture that on this like hyper scientific level. So every cell is vibrating. So depending on like any other vibration it encounters, it's going to vibrate a different way. So there's this really cool study on like water molecules. So this is kind of like the simply way that you can kind of visually, um, experience this there's this cool study on water molecules where they play 432 hertz frequency to the water and they flash freeze the water and they look at the water molecule under a microscope and then they see that under 432 32 hertz that these water molecules make these perfect mandela sacred geometric shapes they're kind of like snowflakes they're just perfect intricate molecular structures and then other frequencies when they play to water and they flash freeze it the same way and look under it under a microscope, they're actually really dissonant. They're like not pretty, you know? So if you think about the fact that you are 70% plus water, imagine the frequencies that you're interacting with has so much implications on how you're vibrating. So if you're listening to like nasty frequencies, quote unquote nasty frequencies, you're going to be vibrating a certain way. It's not good or bad, but it's not the optimal level for your nervous system to function. So these molecules have implications on your system functioning. So your body functions, the way your digestion works, the way your heart beats, the way that your lungs process, the way that your blood works through your body, everything has implications on the vibrancy of the frequency and the vibrations of your body. So that's like a simple way to kind of think about it. Like if you imagine like water being shaken, if you have water in a bowl and you hit it 
with a spoon, you can see that the water is going to make little ripples. But we can do that with frequency. We can make the water ripple with frequency, flash freeze it, look under it under a microscope, and see that the implications of these water, these frequencies have on water. And at the same time, we can measure different things in our brain states. We have EEGs, we have you know, things that measure electromagnetic activity, electrodermal activity. We have a lot of um, cool hyper science -y things that allowed us to measure this stuff. So brain waves you can measure by seeing that as somebody who's maybe may very anxious is, has an up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down brain wave. And that's measurable, right? Or if you're thinking a lot, it's up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But when you uh, expose people to certain frequencies uh, after a certain amount of time, it's not like immediate, like snap your fingers and it's like all better, you know? It does take a little bit of time for your brain to acclimate to that and to kind of like decide to be in that state you can see that the up and down starts to go slower it becomes this like more chilled out wave and then it goes even slower and different brain waves you know without getting too much into that different brain waves show up a little bit differently in this EEG um, measurements so yeah we can we can like look at a lot of what we're experiencing through sound through vibrations by you know, capturing it on that end. That's so interesting. And I love how you explain it because I can pretty much understand that. <laughs> and it's not awesome. scary. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Um, I love the thought of just thinking of us as like our whole bodies as water snowflakes. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's so true. Like, we are almost like 100% comprised of water, like so much of our body is water. And then that water is vibrating off of energy. I think we underestimate so much how much energy can affect us. Negative people, negative things. The environment that we're in makes a huge impact on our mind, of course, but our body as well as absorbing that energy and it's affecting every process that our body is going through. So we do need to equal it out and find ways that work for us to calm it down and make sure that we're like finding that equilibrium, finding that peace. Yeah, and if you look at the root of a lot of the diseases that we face, um, especially uh, a lot of the things that we used to think are only from our brain, like we called neurotransmitters neurotransmitters because those transmitters lived in our neurology, in our brain. But now we're learning that we have neurotransmitters in our stomach. We have gut neurotransmitters. So we have all these feel-good happiness hormones that grow right in our stomach. And because we're not breathing properly or because the vibrations of our body don't actually allow these chemicals to, to kind of flow through our body, sometimes we experience disease because these are stagnant and just sitting in our stomach. So if you imagine like us producing these happiness hormones like serotonin and dopamine, even trace amounts of DMT and oxytocin, we're producing a lot of this. And a lot of what pharmaceuticals and pharmaceutical medication that can help us you know, um, access all of this stuff is allowing our bodies to produce it. But it's not necessarily that we don't produce it. Sometimes we just have it in our stomach and we need the water to vibrate and the system to work at an optimal level for us to receive those blessings. And so a lot of the times like, when we experience um, depression, it is from an inflammation of cell. So if you imagine a cell that is um, just chilling and hanging out, and then imagine the cell getting bloated up, right? So that happens because it's not vibrating at the proper level. And when it's bloated up like that, imagine a bunch of other cells around it are also bloated up, then they can't produce the amount of 
hormones that they need to function properly, or they can't absorb the amount of hormones that they need to uh, receive properly. So it's not necessarily we don't naturally have the ability to do it. It's because we become inflamed and we become uh, we become blocked in certain ways that vibrations and frequencies can actually help us realign. And 432 hertz is one of the one of the frequencies that can do this. It's known as the miracle tone because it's kind of like the average tone and it's found in the equilibrium of a lot of things. But there's other ones that are uh, that react to different parts of your body. There's ones that act to your throat, act to your heart, so different chakras around your body, your different meridians, your energy centers that correlate directly with your nervous system, react to different um, frequencies differently. And we can measure that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> so I'm sure there's a very long list of things that sound bath, sound meditation can help with, but you mentioned a few anxiety, insomnia, what are depression? What are some other things aside from those that sound baths, sound meditation, and this kind of healing are known to help people with? So I wouldn't go as far as to say known to because this kind of work still falls on this like spectrum of hyperscience and the woo. So like right. we do a dance between like um, experiential uh, right, and I wish right. there's more research dollars spent into learning about frequency and vibrations. But in the type of work that I do, I work with a lot of um, uh, trauma victims as well. So people with PTSD, uh, women's shelters, veterans groups. And this is really, really powerful for releasing trauma that we hold in our body. So if you think about like, again, like the fact that we're all water. So if you take this analogy that there's this river, right? Like and this river is flowing infinitely with all this water and it's like flowing beautifully and it's great, right? So that's like your flow. But then a big tree falls into the center of this river. Like a big tree falls because there's some storm or, you know, something happens that blocks this river. So now that water has to figure out how to go around this tree or under this tree or accumulate before it goes over the tree. It has to figure out how to get around this tree, right? So this tree represents something that happens really traumatic in our lives, like a big death, a grief, a loss, or you know, war, or not even something that huge. It can just be like accumulation of little things that happened in our lives. You know, you just let it build up. Like one one leaf was there, but now you let that build up. So like a bunch of leaves are there, and it actually physically sits in our body. So we have language in our day to day to kind of explain that. We say things like, you know, I have a weight on my shoulders, or I have a a heaviness in my heart. I have a frog in my throat. I have a feeling in my gut. We know intuitively that there is a truth to us holding on to emotions physiologically in our body. So this tree kind of rep represents this this flow of you know this flow that we talk about. Like oh, I'm in the flow. I have got my creative flow going. I keep creative ju juices going. Or when you have a block, you use language like. I have a writer's block, you know, I'm blocked up, like I feel like creatively blocked. We like intuitively kind of put in this language, but we don't necessarily know where it comes from or like what the, you know, what the true meaning of it is. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. So it's this tree sitting in the freaking river and what vibrations does is actually help to break apart this river, break apart this tree. It helps break apart and like chop at this tree so that it can actually move out of this flow of this river so that the water can, you know, go and be abundant and flow in, in ease. So if you think about it in your body now, you're holding on to an emotion, say you have a burden on your shoulder. Um, you actually feel, you know, when you say things like, you know, I feel like 
um, a weight's been lifted off my shoulder. That's exactly what it's doing. It's actually getting to that um, spot into your body and allowing you to release something that you're holding on into your body. And that's one of these things that's just more on the woo explanation, but like here it is acting upon the cellular level on the water of your body, allowing it to clear out different traumas that we hold in our body. Sometimes it's subconscious thoughts that we hold, things that we believe about ourselves, the opinions of other people that we carry on to us and we hold on to us and grief and sorrow. And when we uh, have anger and we don't forgive and we're not grateful, it can actually live in our body. So working in uh, high trauma groups actually relieves a lot of these physical uh, accumulations and people will hear like pops in their ears. They'll hear like a little, they'll feel a little bit of tingling they'll feel heat energy kind of circulating through their body. And it's kind of like the experience of acupuncture or acupressure. I don't know if you've ever experienced that there. It can actually accumulate right to the part where, you know, you're experiencing that energetic block and it'll collect and it'll condense. And then all of a sudden it'll just release. And you're like, wow, I didn't even, I didn't even know there was something that was happening there. Yeah. So that's like one, that's another like trauma and emotional blockages creative blockages is uh, is one of the are some of the other things that sound baths can help with yeah and it makes sense because really when we say we are struggling with anxiety depression stress ptsd it's a bunch of underlying causes of underlying things underlying things that we're holding on to or that we haven't dealt with or limiting beliefs that we have that are piling up and causing that feeling of overwhelm, feeling of stress, feeling of anxiety, other things that we're holding on to that we need to release. So I love how you just explained it. It's just like, we need to, we need to release that pressure. We need to let it out in order to find relief from the things that we may be struggling with. Even if that is just like stress or feeling particularly overwhelmed at one time, it's just about making sure you can like work through that and, and let it go in your body and not only in your mind. Right. And we don't give credit to the fact that, you know, we hold on to so much stuff in our body yeah, you know? and we're always like pushing through it and, you know, not being so um, gentle with ourselves, but mm-hmm. somehow, you know, that's a weakness. But what always play helps do is like, you got to go into this like loose, playful self. Like you got to just like not take yourself that seriously because the more meaning you attach to a lot of the things that you experience in your ha- life, the more you tend to hold on to these physical things in your body. And the more we hold on to it, the more that we're in our own way of this flow. This yeah. river has abundant, is abundant with water. And if you're thinking, if, if you're thinking about, you know, like, a kayak coming to this river and has everything that you've ever wanted into this river, right? On this kayak, like all the opportunities, all the love, friendship, support, money, anything that you ever wanted is on this kayak. And the person or whoever like riding this kayak looks into this river that is freaking blocked up. It has like a tree, leaves, maybe trash accumulated. Now animals are collecting over there it doesn't necessarily find that an attractive route to go to. It wants to go to a route that is free flowing, that is uh, easier. It wants to go to this easy path. So it's up to us to always keep that river mindfully clean so that our abundance in this kayak can come through. It can come through with all these blessings. It can come through all this stuff, but we always have to do inner work in order to kind of just 
to pull apart all the stuff that we hold on to. So it's on us to go to this river, do some river cleanup, you know, go with your friends. And it's not just you all the time. Like bring your friends, bring some bags, go recycle. And a lot of times like some of this stuff will clear out on its own. The water flows, mm-hmm. the water is going to wash away these leaves that collect, wash away these rocks that collect. And you're never going to have a hundred percent like clear river. Like that's just not possible. It's not yeah. possible to do that. But you're going to have to figure out how to have like enough of a flow that the abundance kayak can come and, you know, drop up your package. Like that's where it is. I love all of these analogies. I love them. <laughs> I want to get on my abundance kayak and <laughs> float down the river. Um, this is so awesome. So at the beginning, we talked a little bit about how a lot of people come to meditation and they get really tripped up and they have the endless amount of thoughts. They think they're not doing it right. It's really frustrating. So I'm curious from your experience, do you find that a lot of people that you work with do have this like preconceived notion with meditation or bad experience that they think that they can't really do it? And that's why they need sound baths because it, it helps them to really calm that mind without having to do much for it. And if so, why do you think that is? Why do you think that we as Americans have so much trouble coming to stillness with a quiet mind as it is. Yeah, two parts to that. One is that there's people on all parts of that. Like not everybody who comes to sound baths feels like they're coming for a meditation. Like when I used to go, I didn't feel that like, oh, I'm going to go to meditation class. You know, I was just like, I'm going to lay down and like something's going to happen. I'm going to feel good after that. And that's all I care about. And like, if that is meditation, then let it be that, you know? And so I don't think the majority of people who come to sound baths, like think that they're going there to meditate because they get so many other benefits of it, even if it's like stillness of mind. Because I think there's like a misconception of like what meditation it meditation is. And I don't necessarily teach meditation at mm-hmm. the core, you know, mm-hmm. and what, it, what the, you know, the definition of meditation is awareness. It's awareness of your awareness of your mind so it's not that you don't have thoughts floating through it's not that you don't experience things that come to your mind is that you can come that thought can come to you you can acknowledge it and then you can let it float by you don't go down that rabbit hole and now you're like you know thinking about something from 10 years ago and like did you forget to turn off the stove like that's Mm -hmm. not what that is like your mind will always have things floating through it can you be in a state where you say like yes i see you i acknowledge you and move to and move move on like move mindfully and consciously through that process so that's not necessarily what i teach during sound bath so sound bath you are welcome to have your own experience of that so if you're already a pre uh you know somebody who practices meditation or some not just through like traditional meditation of sitting and um, observe observing you could do meditation through breath work you could do meditation through dance you could do meditation through art there's tons of hundreds of different ways to do that so if you come to a sound bath and you have some kind of practice that you already go through, yeah, you're welcome to elevate that elevate and challenge yourself through this entire process. This sound is just another modality that helps you access that part. What you want to do at that part is up to you. And that's not something I cater or curate or teach you. Like if, again, like if you became a giraffe and like your ancestors gave you some downloads and stuff like that, like that is your experience that's unique to you that's going to happen to you based on how you're vibrating your openness your level of awareness your um your desire to you know go down a path or not go down a path that's going to be all on you to do that 
But I will say that, you know, it really helps take off the pressure from people, especially like, you know, myself included, who, you know, feel that meditating can be really, really difficult. Like being able to sit in your thoughts and not go down that rabbit hole and not um, feel like what's supposed to be this relaxing activity is actually making you more anxious because now you have like more time to think about the things that you need to do and and the ways that you can do it and like blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on. I think it takes away some of that like uh, responsibility. So it allows you to spend more time with yourself without, without really like um, painting it like you're spending that much time with yourself. But in reality, you're having a cerebral experience by yourself, regardless of if you're doing this in a group or not. It's so good. And it it is such an important distinction to make because I think a lot of people have that thing with meditation. Like they think, I'm going to sit down and all of my thoughts will disappear. But really, it's the practice of like realizing what's going on in your mind and your body and being able to instead let it go and have control over them and choose not to acknowledge them, but rather to continue to quiet the mind. So I want to talk about how people can incorporate this into their daily lives, whether it's going to a sound bath like the ones you put on, whether it's buying a Tibetan bowl like you did, you know, at the beginning of your journey. What are the different ways that people can incorporate this into their daily lives and get this beneficial experience? Yeah, so I'll give you a couple of different ways. One is that I do offer a very free download of a sound bath, so you can experience this through headphones. So this is you getting same vibrational, just the same frequencies and the effects of the frequencies to <laughs> allow yourself to get all the benefits of meditation, relaxation. You can do this when you're stressed out. You can do this when you're um, about to go to sleep. You can do this in your morning to elevate your mood. So that's one thing. You can listen to it on a uh, Uh, on the headphones if you're unable to actually come to a full sound bath to experience the vibrations of this um, practice. But another one that you can do just by yourself without any other thing is by using your own voice. So in our culture, in any culture that we have, all ancient cultures, all our ancestors, we always used chanting. We used chanting and singing and vocals to evoke emotions, to evoke feelings, to, to heal ourselves. Like there's, it's not a coincidence that every culture that we have experienced has some kind of song that is um, associated with um, their practice of their culture. So we, in war, we have a song and sleeping, we have a song in marriage and death. We always have a song. So what we, what you can do is place your hand on your throat and place your hand on your belly. And when you go, "Mm," you can feel that your voice actually has this like slight vibration. It has this like resonant vibration, right? So this vibration works in the same way that, you know, I don't know what frequency you hum at or what, 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 you know, the scientific methods of your voice is. I actually just don't have an answer for you on that. But your voice has its own healing powers. It has the ability to heal you from yourself. And you're, you are your own inner healer. So if you just place your hands on your throat and one on your belly and you just hum to yourself or you pick a mantra, something like, Om or ah, uh, sa or why, whatever it is that resonates with you at that time, it doesn't have to like come from any denomination or some spiritual practice. It's just like pick one and you go, oh, and you feel that that vibration is actually working on your throat. 
is working on your chest. It's also working on your belly. So you're vibrating all the water. So anything that's stagnant in your body, you're actually just waking it up and it's that easy. So you could do this for five seconds. You could do this for five minutes. You can do this for as long as it feels calming to you. So during chanting, two things are happening is one is that your brain doesn't have the opportunity to think about anything else. So if you have a busy mind and you're going, oh, like you're not really thinking about your to-do list. So that's one plus. And two is that your voice has its own healing power. So that vibration is allowing your system to wake up and so it's for you to receive all the blessings you have. And a third, uh, third tip I can give is just listening to music. So it doesn't have to be a special frequency, a special thing. It's just enjoying music that brings up good feelings for you. And we already know in our day-to-day life that like certain music invokes emotions, that certain music makes you feel sad, certain makes you, music makes you feel happy, certain makes, music makes you feel nostalgic for something. So pick something that elevates your mood. So you're going to be training your brain to um, feel elevated based on the music that you're listening to. So allow yourself to find something. So if you know this makes you feel really, really, really down and out and not in a way that is helpful to you, helpful for you to grow, then don't pick that. Pick something that, you know, you can stand. It doesn't have to be this like overly happy thing that, you know, just feels sickening for you to listen to. Pick something, pick something where you're at. So if that's the mood that you want to evoke, pick something along that way. Put some, put on some headphones, listen to that music, put it on loop and, there it is. Wow. <laughs> Three incredible and free tips that we can use. Thank you so much for sharing that. And where can we get that download for the sound bath that you have? You can go to www.alwaysplay.org and there's a bunch of links on there. I cannot wait to try that myself. And it's funny because literally this weekend, I made the decision that instead of doing yoga in the morning, I'm going to start my days just by doing five minutes of meditation and then pushing yoga and or whatever physical activity I choose to later on in the day. And now you're teaching me all of this really cool, simple stuff that I can do. And I love the thought of just like waking up and sitting in bed and doing that very simple voice exercise or whatever you want to call it by, you know, making sounds, chanting with our own voices and moving that energy, moving whatever is stuck in our body. Um, I really want to try that now to like get started with my day. Awesome. And it also opens up your voice box so that, you know, you can speak up for yourself and you can, you know, allow that throat area to kind of just be activated. A lot of times we feel like we can't say much. So that also is a very powerful thing for us to do in the morning to kind of just open up that space. Yeah. Yeah. Opening up the throat chakra, I think is something all of us can work on it. Make sure that we're speaking our truth. <laughs> but thank you so much for all of your thank wisdom, you. for sharing everything. I learned so much in this episode and I cannot wait for everyone to learn and then experience the sound bath um, experience and the benefits that this can bring them in their lives. And it's so simple to do it. So thank you so much for spreading all of your wisdom, Shanila. And where can we connect with you? You can find me on Instagram at we always play. And on my website, www.alwaysplay.org. Amazing. Thank you so much. It was so awesome talking to you today. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you.